What's going on, y'all? We're back with another episode of Make America Debate Again. We're going to have the very rare and very taboo, well, not so taboo anymore, it's in the mainstream now, a reparations debate. I'm here with Hotep Jesus, who's a three-time tech startup founder, marketer, and author, among other things, CJ Pearson, who's a teen entrepreneur, a free thinker, and an up-and-coming, or already there, political commentator making his waves on social media. Thank you guys for joining. Hotep, thanks for being here. No doubt. Thanks for having you, having us and being Don King in this great moment. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, CJ, thank you for being here, brother. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. I'm, I'm the black Don King. No, I'm just <laughs> that's for that's for a headline. But uh, I'm going to give people a backstory since they don't or if they don't know. So everybody's talking about reparations since it's it looks like it's hitting Congress or whatever those hearings they're having. CJ posted this video. I'm going to play 30 seconds of it. I'm going to read you Hotep Jesus's response, and then I'm going to let them get at it and have a discussion about reparations and whether or not it should come to America. So this was CJ's video that blew up on Twitter. I'm going to play a clip right now. Hi guys, I'm CJ Pearson. There's been a lot of talk about reparations today, and I've got to say I'm a little bit confused because last time I checked, no black person alive today has ever been a slave, and no white person alive today has ever owned a slave. And so while we are relitigating the issue of slavery in 2019 and demanding that justice be served and that white people be punished for a sin that they themselves did not commit, is really, really confusing to me, and is no way how we bring about equality in this country. All it does... All right, so that's the clip. And then Hotel said, there's a minute and a half I didn't play. I don't want to play the whole thing. He responded, said, how do you get angry at reparations conversation? You don't have to lay on the grift so thick. White people are going to like you regardless. They have no choice. It's only like five of us on this side of Twitter anyway. It's okay to be black. <laughs> Laugh emoji. And then uh, to a response of Kalik Rodriguez, he said, every little black conservative doesn't. You can't because you got to appease your white following. So I'm going to start it off. And I follow both CJ and Hotep. They're both legendary and have very rare perspectives. So we'll start with CJ. Let me know what your thoughts are on reparations and let people know why you're opposed to them. And then we'll get Hotep's response. Well, well definitely. Uh, you know, I think that's a big deal. But, um, you know, really my position on uh, reparations is pretty simple, right? I, I believe that at the end of the day, we cannot relitigate an issue in which people alive today did not suffer from. No one alive today was a slave, and no one alive today ever owned a slave. These are just historical truths. These are historical facts. You know, it's, it's not a grift to have principles. It's not a grift to have fundamental convictions. It's not a grift to refuse to be a victim. Uh, these are just guiding principles for me. It's, it's what I've built my entire um, ideology on, and, it's, and, and those are things that I'm proud of. Um, what I would say is that we need to be more focused on issues that will actually benefit the black community, economic empowerment, encouraging entrepreneurship, school choice, a range of issues that are far more real, far more concrete and far more practical than extending reparations in 2019. It will not happen. It is just another phony attempt by the Democratic Party to buy black votes, to divide the races within this country and to tear us apart, our country apart at the seams. I will not play folly to that. I will not. I, I will not. I condone that, engage in that, and, and nor will I take some contrarian view about the issue for retweet. That's not me. But what I will say is that I will believe fundamentally that we should just move on from the issue. I think the irreparable harm that slavery caused upon the black community um, is something that we should reflect on. That's something that we should never forget. But I think, I, I think, I think it's unfair to the sacrifices that my ancestors went through to pretend to be a victim like they were. 
um, because I, I haven't. I've grown up with a lot more opportunity, um, a lot more, you know, ability to do a lot more things than they ever did. And it's because of their efforts, their determination to escape uh, the oppression that they suffered that has put me in a position where I am, where I am not a victim, only if I choose to be. And I refuse to be. And, and I think that uh, sums up my belief on the issue um, pretty well. I think that's well said. I think that's well said for someone who can only speak from talking points and regurgitate things we've all heard already. <laughs> we've all heard these points already. Oh, why people shouldn't pay for it and all this other stuff. Yeah. Here's my thing. Here's what makes Hotep Jesus great. Who's going to bring something new to the conversation? We don't want to rehash the same old talking points. Who's going to bring something new to the table? A new talking point. So before we even get into that, CJ alludes to the fact that, oh, it happened a long time ago. We wasn't there, but let's play a clip from CJ. A few hours ago, a picture of Virginia Governor Ralph Northam service of him wearing blackface next to a guy wearing a KKK robe in his school yearbook. Now, Democrats are actually defending this guy, saying that this happened in high school, so it's off the table. It's not fair game. Did you hear that, CJ? That's you. You said that, that the me. Democrats. What? That is me. That is me. That is you. That's what you said. You said the Democrats are trying to act like you can't pull stuff from the past. But just now, your argument was, oh, it's in the past. So either it's in the past or it's not. I need you to address that contradiction. But before you do so. <laughs> but it's also not a surprise to me because Democrats are not a stranger to racism. This is literally the party that founded the KKK, the party that fought for segregation, the party that fought for Jim Crow, the party that made my great-great-grandparents come the back of the bus. I'm not surprised. You saw the card you just pulled right there on Ralph Northam? You said we can't bring up stuff from the past, but you done pulled up your grandparents just now and said that they sat on the back of the bus. So either we can bring up the past or we can't. Which one is it, CJ? You know, I think I think what we can do is we can learn from the past, right? I think we can we can learn uh, from the past so that it will guide our future footsteps. These aren't talking points, Hotep. The, these these are principles, and I understand that you know we disagree on these issues, but I, I think at the end of the day, here's what we're looking at: Ralph Northam made this decision to don blackface or wear a KKK robe 30 years ago. Slavery happened hundreds of years ago. And so this is a very, very different issue. You're comparing apples to oranges in a point, uh, I guess, to make some gotcha moment there. You have the receipts. Congratulations. I said those things. I admit those things. If I was ashamed of those things, they would no longer be online. But I am not. There is no contradiction there, regardless of how what illusion you want to make or whatever fantasy you wish to construct. There is no contradiction. The contradiction only is here is that at the end of the day, what we should not do is live in the past. Right. So Ralph Northam is very well, who knows, quite possibly a racist. But your argument here, your fundamental argument, and, and, and of course, I, I want you to explain it as well, is that Democrats should be forced to pay reparations. Number one, that's not even the definition of what a reparation is. A reparation is a payment made to a disadvantaged community or an affected population of people by the government. So what you're saying isn't even a reparation. So I that's think, not the definition of reparations. I, I think you should Google it then, because that is the I definition did. of reparations. I did. If, you look at, if you look at what happened to Japanese internment camps, the victims of that incident, it was paid directly from government. Restitution 
is more so what you're describing. And restitution is, is not something that would be given from the government, so it wouldn't have anything to do with what Congress is offering, which is what my video was about. It was about a congressional hearing that occurred this past week about the issue of reparations being paid to people by the government. That is what my okay. argument is about. If you believe, I, if you believe, Hotep, that Democrats should be forced to pay restitution to black people, that's great. And I think if anyone should be paying restitution to black people, it is Democrats because they did enslave us. They did segregate us. They did put my grandma on the back of the bus. And I take issue with that. That is true. But what I do not right. believe is that taking, forcing every taxpayer in this country, which is what would have to be done to for this to be constitutional, is something that will either heal the black community or bring our country forward. And that's just the facts. And, and, and that's my argument, I think. So, uh, that, yeah. sounds, that, sounds, that sounds cool. It's more talking points. I get it. But let's They're just, you told, me, you told that's me true. to first Google the definition of reparations. I have done so several times this week just to make sure Google hasn't changed it like they always like to play games. And the definition is reparation is a noun. It says the making of amends for wrong one has done by paying money to or otherwise helping those who have been wronged. It says nothing about the government having to pay any restitution. Synonyms are amends, restitution, redress, compensation, recompense. See, the problem is the idea of reparations has been contorted. People have turned it into this idea that the government has to pay. Who said that? Who taught you that? Somebody I, think I think history has taught me that. I think the example that I used about what happened in Japanese internment camps, what we saw um, to payment. Who is history? To, history can't teach you that. Who Somebody is, has who to is teach history? You I think who is history? I think history is a record of truth and historical fact that we can all learn in our in our high school history class. And, and I, I think, think, I think we understand that today in America, we have to understand as we as we can see with YouTube, that history is not exactly the truth. YouTube is banning people who are trying to write history. So when you say history, my question is whose version of history? Now you asked okay. me to Google reparation. And again, I told you it has nothing to do with government. Okay, well, here's, here's what does have to do with government. Okay, right now the congressional debate is whether or not the government should provide reparation. So we are still going in line with the historical precedent that had been set for what reparations mean. So you can argue with what, you know, and you can argue that there's been some contortion of the definition or whatever, but let's 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 argue from not contortion. That's what you just said. You just said that it was contortion. You got contortion. It's either contortion or not, Hotep. But anyways, that's 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 beyond the point. What's, what's important here is that we're arguing from precedent, right? So let's see, we have Japanese internment camp victims. They were paid reparations from the government. You have people, um, uh, Indians who were paid reparations, Native Americans who were paid reparations from the government, okay? And what we're debating right now in Congress, what Tanasiko testified to, what uh, uh, Burgess Owen testified against was whether or not Congress should, be, should allocate funds to pay for reparations for black people who are descendants of slaves in this country. And that would also come from the government. So regardless of what contortion you're arguing, that's actually completely irrelevant to this argument because it would not have anything to do with what would even happen uh, with this piece of legislation. Congress cannot compel uh, random private citizens to, uh, or, or a class of people cannot compel the DNC to pay reparations to, to black people. Like that's a great idea. I think if anyone you're should well pay- trained. You're well trained anyone, on your fucking points. There, these are not talking points. You can accuse me of talking I mean, I've points. Already said that, I've already said that reparations do not have to be paid by the government 
and defaulted upon the United States and and defaulted upon a United States citizen. It does not have to happen that way. You've been taught it has to happen happen that way, but it doesn't say anywhere. It doesn't say anywhere that the government has to pay the reparation. It doesn't say that anywhere except for people's rhetoric. The definition of reparation is the making of amends for wrong one has done by paying money to or otherwise helping those who have been wronged. Now you on your own video, you said, if anybody, you said, you said, I'm not a victim, but if anything, I'm a victim of liberal policies. Then you went on a tirade about what liberal policies have done to the black community, which brings us to the current day, to the current day. So we can no longer use the justification that, oh, it's outdated because you said it's happening today. So if reparation means wrongdoing, and C.J. Pearson points out every single wrongdoing that the liberals have done, there's a conversation on the table. The nuances are what need to be discussed, and that's a separate issue. What my point is, how come when the conversation comes up, you, as a so-called black man, jump up and want to tear it down, but you haven't listened to the conversation? Did you listen to the hearing? I did listen to the hearing, and, and it's not me tearing down the conversation. It's me actually. You did, you, did on- to the hearing. you listened to the hearing. So you I understand that there were many different opinions on that during that hearing, right? Sitting next yes. to Tennessee Coates, Mr. Burgess, the other little boy, right? You, yes. There was different opinions. So don't let's let's not stand here and say that what Mr. Burgess said was the end all be all of that hearing. There were many different opinions. This is That's a it. conversation. This is a conversation. And what I don't like is you as a so-called black man wanting to shoot down the conversation. And then you want to add nuances that don't belong in a conversation, like saying white people need to pay the reparation. That's not a prerequisite. That's not required. It might be part of the conversation, but nowhere in any documentation does it say the government has to pay for it. Mm. So when you say that, I'm like, well, you're just speaking from trained talking points. You haven't really sat down and listened to, to uh, Tennessee Coates or anybody else on this matter. You haven't given your own, you haven't listened to this with your heart. You're listening to this with your trained talking points, but you haven't listened to this with your heart. No, no, no. I'm listening to this with my brain. And here's what my brain tells me. It tells me that speaking about reparations is not going to heal the black community. It's not going to propel us forward. It's not going to help us accumulate wealth, nor is it going to make us any less of a victim. But let me tell you what will. Let me tell you what practical solutions will. It's it's things like school choice. It's things like economic empowerment. It's things like urban empowerment zones, which has been led on by this president, President Donald J. Trump. These are not talking points. I don't think there were talking points about how we discuss reparations. This is a fairly new issue. Who knew we would be discussing this? Except Democrats, I guess, to sow racial division before we have a presidential election. But I get that. It's you know, it's 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 part of the course for them. But these are not talking points. These are just logical thoughts. You, you, so you're, so you're, 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 are you saying, saying that? Are you saying that there should not be a conversation about you? You're ex- I, I like to finish my point. You're expressing issue with me adding nuance to a conversation when every intellectual conversation has nuance. And, and, and I think that is something that we cannot discard just because we want to cash a check. You know, again, like, you know, at the end of the day, I think what we should be focused on are things that can actually happen. Your belief is that Democrats should pay reparations. I That's think not my belief. World, That's not my belief. Your, then what is your belief? Please. Clarify. That's not my belief. What's your no, I want you to finish a statement. With that that's not my belief. Go ahead. Can you clarify your belief? I think my. I don't have a belief on this matter, and that's what you. That's what you so you, so you. I don't. You have don't have a belief. On, you don't have a belief on the issue of reparations. I don't. 
I'm here to say, I'm, I'm here to say, why can't we talk about it? Why is it, why does the conversation have to be shot down? I think we can talk about reparations, but I think what we should also talk about, and, and I think my video was about reparations contributing to the conversation as to why this is a pointless issue uh, that, that is just only being erected to sow racial division within this country and to vilify President Trump as some racist and to uh, reopen no. wounds concerning slavery. What we should be talking no. about is economic empowerment, revitalizing urban communities, school choice, criminal justice reform, ending yeah. the Mars the mass incarceration yeah. that started under Democratic presidents like Bill Clinton, that is right. what we should be talking about. And yeah. that's not reparations. If you, if you want to talk about reparations, uh, aside from economic, you know, a check in the mail or whatever, you want to talk about reparations through a policy standpoint, through the things that I just mentioned, the school choice, all of that, uh, you yeah. know, uh, mending the wounds that Democrats have caused in urban communities across this country. I am game for that. I would join you in that conversation any day of the week. I want to see our community thrive. I live for that. You know, you, you, you said in your tweet when you when you when you uh, came at me about my video that it's OK to be black. You're right. It is OK to be black. I am proud to be black. And, and, and the thing that I want to see so much within our community is our is us open our minds and open our hearts and realize that just because we are black, we do not have to be Democrat. That is my fundamental belief. That is why I do. And we don't have to I be Republican do. either. You're right. You're right. That's exactly why I, I think. The so so, let, me, so let, me, thing, let me let me hop in right here. Let me hop in right here yeah. because. You preaching to the choir. You preaching as if the Hotep Nation philosophy isn't about independence. You preaching as if we're not authors who teach economic empowerment. You talking to me as if we didn't just sponsor an event in Brooklyn for black people to build their own business. You That's talking right. to somebody who led that while you were probably 10 years old, 12 years old. I was the one going against Black Lives Matter saying, stop blaming the government, stop blaming white people, blame yourself, because we can pull ourselves out of this mess ourselves. Great. Right? So let's I remove that, that from the conversation because we understand that completely, right? We understand reparations ain't gonna heal black people. We know that. Again, that's another regurgitated talking point. Let's come back. Point. Let's stay point. on. The, don't cut me off. Let's stay on point, right? So first of all, I asked you what reparations was, and you gave me a false definition of reparations, right? Then you told me it's not restitution. You told me to Google, and Google says that restitution is a synonym for reparation, but you told me it wasn't. So I just want to clarify that you don't know what the definition of reparation is, and you don't know that restitution is a synonym for re for reparations. So you're not even clear on what reparations is. So you can't even speak on this topic from an educated point of view. That's number one. And number two. Now, let's go on to my next point. What is wrong with having the conversation of reparations? If people in the past have gotten reparations, why do you, as a black man, I don't even like Tanisi Coates. I, I do not care for the guy. All I see from him is blame white people, white supremacy, this, white. I hate that talk. I hate the talk of blame white people. If anybody follows me on Twitter, they know this. Stop blaming white people. But what I do know is I can still listen with an open heart. And when you listen with an open heart, you don't just jump to conclusions and shut things down. When you look at H.R. 40, H.R. 40 doesn't say, oh, the government owes black people money and white people got to pay for it. It's got to come from the taxpayers. It doesn't say anything about that. 
HR 40 says, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We want to say that the Democrats led this conversation, and the truth is they didn't. ADOS did. And I think it's very disrespectful to take something that ADOS built, and I don't even agree with the ADOS movement. I don't agree with the classification of being called a slave or a descendant of slavery. But I don't attack my fellow black folks because we differ in opinion, right? If that's how you feel and you want to fight for reparations, bro, this is America. It's a free country. Fight for what you believe in. I don't care. It's not taking no money out of my pocket, right? So I'm trying to figure out why is everybody so adamant about the reparations when every year we send billions of dollars to other nations? We send, nobody says anything about that. But as soon as black people go, uh-uh, you know, we're still getting done wrong today. Can we have some restitution? And then a black man is the first one to pop up to get his little viral video off to please his white following. And here he goes, oh, reparations are stupid. It's not stupid. It's not stupid. You might not agree with it, but stupid is very foul language to use in regards to this topic. These people have real life grievances. You have real life grievances. I'm going to read another tweet from you right here. It says right here, February 6, 2019, Democrats call those on the right races, but it's not us. You see Don and Blackface and KKK rules. It doesn't seem no matter how many years pass, Democrats still can't manage to shake their racist roots. They will forever be the party of slavery. So previously you said to me, slavery was a long time ago. But here it is, February, CJ says, they will forever be a party of slavery. You're a contradictory person and you do this because you have to please your following. And I get it, you're trying to get your change, you're trying to build your brand, I get it, it works. But at some point, there has to be some honesty here. There has to be some compassion, there has to be some heart. There's nothing wrong with the reparations conversation. There is something wrong with taking money from people who had nothing to do with it. I agree with that. I never agreed that because I, I always said, I don't know. Here's what I always said about the reparations conversation. I don't know. I don't know. I never said, yo, it's stupid. Shut it down. I just said, I don't know. It's, it's a lot that needs to be discussed. And I feel when people shoot it down without discussing the nuances, it's being unfair and, and not compassionate at all, especially when we have a list of corporations who have already apologized for their role. It's not, the money doesn't have to come from people. We have a list of corporations. One of them happens to be Barclays. There's corporations right now that we can take the court for recompense. So why shoot down the conversation and call it stupid, CJ? Why? Well, first and foremost, uh, thank you for the question. I, and, I, and, I, and I like to just start by rebutting every single fallacy that you just uttered. First and foremost, I, I know the definition of reparations. You then argue that my definition was the product of a contortion, therefore acknowledge, acknowledging the accuracy of my definition, but then somehow blaming it on some historical contortion that's occurred in your head, maybe in, them, in your history class, not in mine. My apologies there, but I'll move across from that. You said that this is a conversation. You're right. I'm not dismissing any conversation. This is America where we have conversations about very important issues. But conversations are, 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 are 
instances in which people exchange ideas. It may be the idea that I think reparations are a terrible idea that do not advance the black community and or heal or or, or, or propel us forward. But that we is over that and, and, that, and, and I let you talk that entire time. But we went over that. You know, you're I pulling up politics I let stuff. You yeah. I let you talk. Obama stuff, I bro. I let you talk. Answer the I question. I let you talk. I let you lie on my name multiple times in that entire utterance. And I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word. But anyway, so let me go back to the point here. So I think at the end of the day, a conversation is when you exchange ideas. Those ideas may be oppositional to one another. They may disagree with one another. But at the end of the day, what is so important is that we have these conversations. And my view in this conversation is that those are a bad idea. And if people disagree with me, that's fine. I'm not shutting What's down a bad, conversation. Bad and, 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 and so... At the end of the day, and, and again, like to finish. So uh, what I'm saying here is that you, you can, you, you, I get it. It's a part of your brand to have this contrarian view to pretend to be woke so you can pander um, to black liberals sometimes and then, you know, say a conservative thing every now and then so that you can reach a new demographic. I get that. I get your hustle and I respect it. This, this is a great economy. Please benefit from it, Hotep. But at the end of the day, what I would also like to say here is that you don't have a view that's different from mine. You really don't. We both agree that people who have no responsibility for slavery should not be paying reparations. That is the argument that I made in my entire video that you apparently take issue with. So you don't have a contrarian view. You pretended to have a contrarian view so that you could, I guess, have this debate here, which has been fun, really exciting for me. I actually really enjoy this. But, you know, you pretended to have this contrarian view when actually we do agree. You, I asked you what your position on reparations was. You said you had no position. So it's really confusing as to me what we're even debating. I'm basically debating someone who wants to accuse me of speaking from talking to points, doing things for pandering, and all of these random accusations which have no basis in reality or truth. But that's fine. We'll move on from that. But what's really important here, what's really important here, the point that I've made and the point that you've made as well. So, again, emphasizing that we do agree and you actually don't disagree with me is that we I don't believe that reparations should be paid by the people who have no response. They instituted the practice. And, and when I say slavery happened in the past, that is also true. It did happen in the past. It does not minimize the culpability that Democrats have for the institution of that practice here in this country. Both things can be true, neither are mutually exclusive, and that is the importance of nuanced conversations. It's what, we, it's what debate is, it's what conversations like this should consist of. And so every accusation that you've made of me that I've tried to shut down a conversation related to reparations is untrue. The accusation that I, you know, that, that I don't know what reparations even is is weird and also untrue. And the accusation that we disagree is also untrue. I'm glad that we do agree. I really do. I'm glad that we have found common ground. And I think that is the best thing that's coming well, out of this discussion. You said you, listened, you said you listened to the hearing, right? But yeah, then I in did. your video, in your video, you focus on slavery. But the hearing had very little to do with slavery. They brought up redlining and FHA loans, things that still affect us today. They brought up welfare and the New Deal, things that crippled the black community today. Your video didn't address that. And that was my grievance with you. The fact that you're speaking from a point of view that's not educated on the relevance as it is today in the hearing. The hearing had nothing to do with slavery. From when I saw it, when I saw it, it wasn't talking about slavery. Hotel, um, I, I have two questions real, real quick for you. Um, no, I'm still talking. I'm still talking. It had nothing to, uh, Mr. Burgess said nothing about slavery. He talked about specifically what the Democratic Party did. That's, that's exactly what he said. Now, 
I asked you a question. I said, what's wrong with having the reparations conversation? Why shoot it down? Well, that goes in line with my question. I want to ask you, Hotep, because we've been back and forth a few times. Do you think necessarily his video was shooting it down or it was his opinion? Because to, to me, I, I didn't, I got to rewatch the whole thing, but could, could a, that be him adding to the conversation as opposed no, to him shutting it down? Anything, he didn't add anything to the conversation. All he did was regurgitate talking points. Taxpayers don't want to pay for it. You know how many times my followers have told me that? White people shouldn't be playing for it. Uh, it's going to cause a rift in, in race relations. Uh, slavery happened a long time ago. I mean, I've heard this stuff since I was 12. You know what I mean? I've heard, I've heard all of these rebuttals since I was 12. So I'm like, all right, can you add something new to the conversation? And the fact that he focused on slavery, I'm like, well, did he listen to the hearing? Because in the hearing, they were talking about like FHA loans and redline, and he's talking about slavery. I'm like, well, he must not have heard the hearing because the, the grievance is a lot more current than slavery. So that, that's, that's a, comp, a comprehensive like, Why would you attack? What'd you say? It's a comprehensive set of grievances and the argument that I was making and, and, and regardless of whether or not you agree with what I contributed to the conversation, it doesn't mean that I did not contribute to the conversation. Okay. And, and that's what you I did. did. What did you contribute? What did you contribute that I, was new? I, I, I contributed my opinion, which basically means it's not, that I'm not new, shooting though. anything down. Does it, does it matter? Does it matter if it's new? I, it doesn't matter to you. Opinion? It matters to thinking people. Okay, well, at the end of the day, I contributed my opinion, which you are free to disagree with. It's, it's totally fine. Just because you've heard the argument before doesn't mean that that argument is any less true or people cannot agree with that argument. The point that you're making here is something that is just, again, like you're making these arguments that are very distant from reality. It, it, it's, it's honestly at this point. What, what part is distant from reality? The, the, the first accusation, of course, that I tried to shut down any conversation. I didn't. I joined in on the conversation. I didn't tell people to stop talking about reparations. I didn't call. Uh, you called it stupid. I didn't even, I think we should all conversation and we should talk about how Democrats have maligned and abused and used the black community time and again, election cycle after election cycle, how they are responsible for mass incarceration, for removing the black father from the home and replacing it with government. We should be having that conversation when we talk about reparations. That is the argument that I made. I think maybe so, so you should rewatch my clip. Maybe after so here's watching that hearing, you should have rewatched my video that I made so that you could actually know the points I made. I didn't so, tell so anyone here's the to difference. stop talking about this issue. I didn't. So here's, all, here's, the difference. here's the difference between when you add to a conversation and when I add to a conversation. See, okay, it, when okay. I add to a conversation, when I add to a conversation, you're moving the goalposts. You're, you're moving the goalposts. When I add to a conversation, when I add to a conversation, I like to bring into the effect. When I add to a conversation, I like to bring something to the people in which they can right. act upon, right? Yeah. Not something more that they can argue about, right? So first of all, we understand, will the government pay reparations? I say it's probably less than a 0% chance. Will the DNC pay it? Probably less than a 0% chance. Let's just, just get that agree. out of the way. Oh, it's not agree. really- Glad you agree. Your oh. entire argument's now done because that was okay. the entire so let's continue. So let's continue. So let's continue. So let's continue. Now, with that being said, we also understand that the Democrats are using the argument of reparations as a, a wild card, right? Look, Negroes, vote for us, we'll fight for reparations. We know that trick, right? I'm well aware of that yeah. trick. Okay, cool. So when I looked at the conversation and I said, okay, so the Democrats are playing this role and the conservatives hate reparations, what makes sense here? So instead of me jumping up and running to my YouTube channel or running to 
Periscope or trying to make a video for some click, clicks, I sat down and really analyzed this thing. And I said, you know what? It's an election season. Me and CJ, we're kind of on the same side. You know, we're, we want to see Trump win the next election. So to me, I'm like, the goal here is how do we destroy the Democrats in the next election? And I'm like, well, why don't we just take the reparations card from them? What we can do is we can campaign for reparations with the prerequisite that Democrats must pay. Will they pay? Probably not. But it's a great tactic to shut them up and take their wild card away. Just the difference between when y'all add to a conversation and when I add to the conversation. Because immediately what happened was you tweeted out Dems must pay after I created the hashtag. And then my followers, white people, white conservatives who are never, ever for reparations, ever would not be for reparations, did a complete 180 and said, you know what? Hotep Jesus has a point. Reparations if the Dems pay because they get the idea of strategy. So when I see this conversation of reparations come up and you're like, oh, reparations, do da, 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 da. And it's like, you kind of just want to shove it aside. I'm like, no, let's use this to our political advantage. And that's what's and, missing from the conversation. And I think that's what I did in my video when I completely told, I said the reasons why this is, you know, reparations would not do anything to actually advance the black community. And then in the second half of that video, I pivoted. I talked about how Democrats have used and abused the black community. I talked about um, mass incarceration. I talked about all these issues. And there are very important parts of this conversation. And I do agree that if any group should be paying reparations, it should be Democrats. Is that practical? Will that happen? No. And so I am just someone who's focused a lot more on practical solutions to aid the black community and aid America as a whole. My solutions, the things that I talk about every single day, are things that are supposed to benefit every American of every hue and of every shade. Things like tax reform, things like economic empowerment, things like school choice, things like criminal justice reform. All of these things benefit people of every hue, of every shade, and every corner of this country. That's my focus in this, in, 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 in my activism, my goal, my ambition, my pursuit is to talk about things that benefit every American. And, and at the end of the day, you're, you're, I, when we look I at let's, let's let's look at the difference in threads, right? So, when you said what you said about reparations, how did the black community act towards you? I think they they Negatively, took issue with right? that. Negatively, I looked at the thread. They were calling you all types of names, right? Yeah. I don't think I mean, it's fair that they do that. I don't think it's fair that they do that, right? But see, yeah. what a thinking man does is he strategizes, right? So Hotep Jesus sits back and he goes. I can actually unite black liberals and white conservatives. And that's what I did. The, I did the impossible. Because when I put out Dems must pay, a lot of black people was like, well, that's a good start. And, and white conservatives were like, well, that's a good start. I united people. What you did was you divided people. You made people angry. Because you were angry in that video. You sounded like macho man Randy Savage. You turned into the Hulk on the video. Why is he so angry? You know I, have I, mean? a, I have a question and for CJ, but energy gets transferred to the people. So when you're when you're speaking about reparations and you say you do you care about black people, CJ? I care about black people. I care about okay, every man. So you care about black people. You should care about their grievances, whether you agree with them or not. I understand the LGBT community has a grievances. I don't agree with them, but I don't also refute them either. They have grievances and they have every right to. So when I see the black community having this reparations debate, I don't necessarily agree agree with it 
But I'm like, yo, I'm American. Let them talk. Let them let them have this conversation and figure it out. You came with your energy. Your vibration was negative towards the conversation. Whereas when I came to the conversation, I found a solution to make most people happy. That was diplomatic. I, so I you said you don't in America. I'm like, well, your actions don't prove it. Let me ask CJ a question, but first, Hotep, Burgess Owens, in his speech, he said um, he was against reparations, but then he went on to say, I'm for restitution if the Democrats pay and then anyone who feels guilty. Are you taking full credit for that movement or do you think a lot of it came from his speech as well? I'm not taking credit for his movement. Well, I'm saying, did you see that first or did you, did you, did you do it before it him? I'm just curious. It was, it was inspired by Mr. Burgess. And that's okay. why I say when you sit back and you just listen and you watch, you can see where the next attack is, right? So when I sat back, I heard Tennessee Coates. I didn't agree with everything he said. Still educational. I felt his heart. I felt his grievance. I listened to Mrs. Burgess. That resonated with me 100%. I was one of the first people to post his clip. Thought what he said was excellent, right? Gotcha. But, but when we talk about the, the, the restitution aspect of it, it, it's 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 feasible, no? No, I like that, and uh, that really hit me too. I was like, oh, that is genius when he said, uh, you know, I'm not for that, but well, if the Democrats, since they destroyed us, they have to pay. You went on that. Right. That's my question for CJ is, do you hop on that train? The Dems must pay. Where I know you're against reparations because you feel yeah. like it won't help, but if everybody rallied together and said, well, you know what, you're right, we got to do it, but you guys have to pay since you're the party of slavery and you did the most damage, do you think that, would you get behind that, what Hotep's saying? No, yeah. I think if Democrats want to voluntarily, as a show of their wokeness and how much they care about black folks, they want to pay restitution for that. I'm, I'm going to cash that check. You, you definitely won't take issue. Um, <laughs> I've already, I've tweeted, you know, if they want to pay me my reparations in the form of Chick-fil-A, I'm totally down with that. I would not complain one bit. But what I'm saying here is that to compel that through government action or anything like that, like that's impossible. Like it would be immediately challenged, you know, 14th Amendment basis. It just isn't feasible. But of course, again, like uh, the, the point that Hotep made about co about corporations that have apologized um, for their role in slavery and all those things. If those institutions and those private corporations as a show of their wokeness and how dedicated they are to social justice want to cut a check to every black person in this country who's a descendant of slavery, again, what I'm telling you is I will cash that check and I will not have an issue with that. And I don't find that in any way hypocritical. Um, but what I do think and what I do believe though is that we should be talking more about criminal justice reform, more about economic empowerment. And I really think the most fundamental thing that's really a part of my argument here is that the way that we actually um, you know, change the, 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 uh, the direction this is heading is by having a change within the black community. You know, not looking for reparations or anything like that, but changing our mindset, you know, <laughs> looking towards economic empowerment, looking it's towards um, what? Nothing. Go ahead, y'all. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think I think it's important that we just we change the mindset within our own community. We open our minds, we open our hearts. You know, just because we're black doesn't mean we have to be Democrat. Um, and that's something that, you know, I've definitely been talking a lot about you know <laughs> in the past day. And I think that's super important and super integral to this entire conversation is that we need to stop looking for handouts. We need to look for a hand up. And I think that we, we found that through self-reliance um, and, and just grinding and hustling um, for what we deserve and not looking to the government to um, pay us for something we didn't even go through. Yeah, I just, I just find it real troubling that when black people on both sides of the aisle, some who say I'm Democrat, who some say don't get into court hearings, 
and then we have a negative reaction instead of sitting back and thinking. When I saw Burgess's clip, I was like, this is dope. What can we do with this, right? So I said, let's run with this. Let's form this, right? Let's, let's, let's sharpen it. So I created the hashtag, Dems must pay. Like, when we're going into election season here, and we're going against a media that hates our president, we, the people, have to be strategic in how we handle every single nuance. Now, what I know is when people see Trump or they see conservatives, or they see Republican, black people go, oh, you're racist, right? That's what they say. So when we bring up the topic of, of, of reparations and everybody is a white conservative, everybody that's a white conservative is against reparations, black people, no matter what their intellectual capacity is, are gonna say, oh, you're racist because you don't wanna see black people get their just due because other people have gotten their just due in this country, right? So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help the conservative party not look so damn racist. If you change the narrative and, and point the gun back at the, at the Democrats, we take away their wild card. We can make that trend. Had CJ got behind it and told the rest of his uh, cohorts to get behind it, that could have trended, right? We could have trended Dems must pay. That would have went national. That would have been crazy. We would have took their wild card away. Instead, what everybody wanted to do is no reparations, no reparations. What I know about energy is energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So you cannot destroy the conversation of reparations, but energy can be transferred or redirected. So when you see a topic pop up, you can redirect it any way you want it to go. So why not redirect it in a way that's going to be advantageous for our president? instead of doing things that are going to cause black people to call you names and make you look like a so-called coon. Don't do that. Be more strategic is what I'm saying, CJ. Be more yeah. diplomatic. Be more caring. Be, I you know, think from your heart. I can appreciate that criticism. I can appreciate that criticism. And what I would have wished, instead of attacking my passion in a tweet, um, that you would have DM me, and I would have loved to work here, work with you on the Democrats Pay Initiative. I think that is important that we do have strategy when we talk about these issues, but also that I think that we, um, that we redirect the conversation in this way. And I agree with your hashtag. It's why I used it. I think if anyone right. should be paying for the grievances that the black community has had to endure from redlining to all of these, you know, terrible things like the Clinton crime bill, then it is Democrats. I agree with yeah. that. That's why I use the hashtag. See, that's the conversation. Um, yeah, let's have that conversation. But I that is think... the, not let's have it. That's the conversation. Yeah, it's we yeah, know I, agree. I got your tweets right here that say the Democrat Party, you know, the whole history. I, I got them right here. Democrats talk an awful lot about races, but be the party that founded KKK. You know, it's them. So let's make that the conversation as it pertains to racism. I mean, as it pertains to reparations. The other thing I just want to say about this topic is how you look, how the optics look. Right. So when we talk about the immigrants at the border. Right. And the liberals are. Uh, compassionate towards the immigrants at the border. I'm not. When I ask him, you know, I had a friend in this conversation. I said, you know, why don't you like Trump? He brought the immigrants. I said to him, I said, well, how did how does Trump presidency hurt you? And he, he he's like dumbfounded, right? Uh, duh, uh, duh, uh, duh. He can't he can't answer that because the truth is, it's not, not nothing nothing bad has happened to anyone since Trump has been in presidency. If anything, things have been great, right? So then I come back to the conversation of reparations. I'm like, y'all acting like liberals because if taxpayers don't got to pay and the government don't got to pay, which is going to trickle down into taxpayers, 
then what do you lose? You actually lose nothing. So if you lose nothing, why do you care? You're a black man. You don't lose nothing from reparations. Why would you be against it? I think I'm against it as a matter of principle. And I think that is uh, just at the end of the day, just a part of my ideology. But I think at the end of the day, I think I come at this from an ideological perspective. I think you come at this from a a strategical perspective. And I think that if we can find a way to meld the two, then that's great. I don't think we disagree on this issue. I think we, you acknowledge that you agree with my position on this issue. I acknowledge that Dems must pay is a genius idea to redirect the conversation about the atrocities that Democrats have waged upon the black community. I think that this conversation isn't, shouldn't even really be a debate, but it should be about the best way to meld the ideological uh, component of, of this movement with the strategical perspective of this movement on how do we reach black people in this country and, and, and show them that, you know, just because we are black. Say that again? Mean, Say that one more time. How do we what? Yeah, how do we reach black people in this country and show them that right. just because you are black, you don't have to be Democrat or you don't have to think this way or whatever. And we actually yeah. show them the history of the Democratic Party. Because I think yeah. that, that, that there, I, I remember when I was, uh, I was, I did something, uh, talked about something that uh, the Democrats had done, you know, historically. And there were like people who were like, I did not even know that. And there are lots of people who do not know this, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's very important that we educate them about the history. And like, you can, you can, there are lots of people who, who like to, you know, just diminish things and say, well, the party switched, but a lot like what you say, you know, a lot of these things have happened more recently in Chicago, you know, like you, the clean water thing that you were talking about in Flint, Michigan, yeah. these are, you know, like these are cities ran by liberals you know, who have completely just um, used and abused black people for their votes and their votes alone. These right. are modern day atrocities that we can talk about and expose to, yeah, go ahead. So here's my thing, right? You, you're a lot more educated on these things than the average black person. When I speak to black people about this stuff, I educate them on a the Democratic Party all the time, right? And I know they're, they're completely oblivious. But what you said was very key just now. You said, we have to uh, understand how we communicate or, or reach out to the black community, right? Definitely. We have to be strategic in how we reach out to the black community, right? Definitely. And that's my beef with your video. What you did set us back. You set us back with that video. And all you gotta do is go to that thread and see how black people responded to you. So your outreach to the black community, if it was at 100, is now at like 25. And I know it wasn't at a hundred because I know how they feel about you, but you had a 25 now for a zero. They, you know, they completely have written you off. So they won't even listen to you in the future. You know, so I when think, you say, how do we reach out to the black community? I'm trying to show you how, and you have to do it with compassion. You have to do it with listening. I don't like Tanahisi Coates or whatever his name is, but I listen and I figure out, well, how can I communicate and appease him? How can I appease Mr. Burgess? And how can I appease the white conservative, which I ally with? And I say, you know what? Mr. Burgess is right. Dems must pay. And, and Tanise, Tanahisi Coates might not 100% agree with that, but at least his reparations conversation is moving along. At least I didn't say to him, yo, this conversation is done. You know, completely try and shut it down. So when you say, how do we reach out to the black community? You're doing it all wrong. And I'm trying to show you how when you're fighting them. You know, and I, and I appreciate I appreciate the criticism, and you know that's definitely something that I think we can all learn from in this is that we can be more strategic, we can be more um, 
uh, we, we can think more about the way in which we approach these issues. But I think the one big thing that I will say is that I received tons of messages from people um, after that video, black people who were saying, well, I hadn't thought about the issue that way. There will always be um, a pretty large population of black folks in this country who believe that we have to be Democrats because of the color of our skin. And that anyone who supports President Trump or disagrees with some uh, victimhood ideology is an Uncle Tom, a Sarah, or a Coon. I can't appease those people, and I'm not going to try to appease those people. I'm right. not going to appease people who call me out of my name more than white people ever have. Like that, right. that's just not that's not my ambition. It's not my goal. I can't reach those people. But what I can do is reach can. people of color, reach people of color who have an open mind and open I heart to just learning I, I and listening. And I'm glad you can. I'm glad you can. And, and I can show you how. And I think that's why there's so. And much I can show you how. I appreciate I that. Have, my DMs are open, and we have had these. We have had. We have had conversations before. I would have loved for you to DM me and and told me, you know, hey, so dude, maybe this is a better way for you to approach this. But you you tweeted what you did. I did do I that. Even, I did. I, even, I, 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 I shot DMs in the past. Don't, don't don't act like I didn't. Yeah, and I, I don't even hold that against you, you know. And like I, I like I I think that this is a beneficial conversation actually. So I like your tweet, like you know whatever your your motivation for that was retweets or whatever I, it doesn't matter to me i think what matters is that we're having this conversation now and i think that hopefully moving forward that we can have these strategic conversations about the best way to take these big cultural hot button issues and talk about them in a strategic way that will put us in the best position to reach black people and people of color in this country you know one big right. thing that i know that i talk a lot about is criminal justice reform and issues like that, those are issues that I'm really passionate about, which the president has really led on. I think right. that if we talk about the best ways to message those issues, I think that we can make tremendous inroads with black people in this country who have an open mind and who have an open heart. Um, but again, like, yeah. I, I think, you know, a lot of, like, I, I will say, so, I think- I, I think help you out here? To, yeah, go ahead. Here's the, here's the biggest argument against reparations, right? And you didn't bring this up the whole time I was waiting for it, but I'm gonna give you that card. And this is my problem with reparations. Who gets it? Who gets it? Does Sean King get it? Because if Sean King gets it, it's a problem. Yeah. I got a problem. If Sean <laughs> King gets reparations, right? If Rachel the conversation all of reparations, the conversation of reparations, just from that point alone, is so like nuanced and like it's just like if you it's hard to comprehend the conversation. <laughs> So when we say like, so like, do mixed people qualify? You know what I mean? Like, 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 that's a question that has to be answered. Like, if I'm half black, like, is, 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 am I going white or am I going black? Like, so, you know, like, these nuances make the conversation very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. Yeah. Right? Which is why I right. believe it's, it's, it's unfeasible as a policy. You know, I think that's why I attack the Democrats so heavily for it is because they know that this would literally like impl like implementing it would be almost impossible like it's just almost impossible, impossible. Like, yeah yes yeah and Absolutely. that's why i attack them so so heavily for it because they're attempting to manipulate black emotions simply out of an attempt uh, just yes. purely political to get black votes and i think that's entirely right. disingenuous and just part of the course for them of using and abusing black people and, and I, right. I can't and that's why i was angry in my video i know that you call it me going randy savage in there but no i was angry about the fact the Democrats are trying to, to use and abuse my people because it doesn't matter how many times black people say that I don't care about my race or that I'm a sub or this. You know, I want right. to see black people thrive in this country. And I, and, I, and I hate seeing black people manipulated by people who historically and currently have not cared one single bit about them and about us. Right. 
That is what matters. Right, right. Exactly. My thing is, my thing is this with the whole reparation conversation. Because it's so complicated and nearly impossible, I want the conversation to continue. I'm really intrigued by the conversation. I don't like when people shoot down conversations. Nah, that's what America needs. Like when you say heal, this is what America needs. What we, what me and you are doing right now is what America needs. We can't shoot down conversations. You were late today, hour and 35 minutes. I didn't shoot down the conversation. I said, you know what? I'll rearrange my day and I'll accommodate because America needs this conversation. And that's what I'm asking of you. When these hot button topics pop up, don't just react to get your clicks. Really sit back and say, how do we add to this conversation to heal America? Not make money, not grow your brand. How do we heal America? And in order to do that, it has to be done from your heart. There's a video of me on YouTube. I was at Times Square. I was at a Trump rally in New York City, one of the most violent cities in America. We were attacked several times, mm -hmm. right? At this rally, I had several conversations. One of them was with two lesbian POC women, mm -hmm. right? At the end of the conversation, they, they understood why black people were there supporting Trump. That is impossible because when they first got there, they had hate in their heart. So when you ask me, can we take a person that calls us coon and change their mind? You say you're not going to reach out to them. And I'm telling you, that's actually the easiest mind to reach. The hardest mind to reach is the dude in the middle. The easiest mind to reach is the one that's all the way one way or all the way the other. I mean, but I'm just good at that. I'm just good at talking to people. But, I, but really what it is is first is listening. It's listening. When, when uh, white conservatives were getting banned, when white nationalists were getting banned, Hotep Jesus stood up, knowing I was going to get backlash from the black community. I said, no, if they want to wear their Nazi signs or they want to say this, they want to say that, let them. I want to hear their conversation. I want to hear their grievances with America. Why are they so upset? Why are they gathering in Charles, Charles, uh, Charlottesville? I think it's stupid they walking around with tiki torches. I'm not intimidated by it at all, but I want to hear what they got to say. Then you know what happened? Oh, one of our blogs you know, blew up because it said Hotep's made amends with white nationalists. How the hell do you take uh, uh, what some people might call an extreme pro-black group and find amends with an extreme pro-white group? It's because I sat down and I just listened to your grievances and we can just come together at the table and we could talk it out. But I didn't go out there and say, make a video and say, oh, screw your Charlottesville thing. I didn't do that. I said, yo, what's wrong? Talk to me. Like, and you know, it doesn't matter. I've had debates with all right. It doesn't matter. Like, let's talk. Let's talk. Don't shut down conversations. Talk about it. And you can reach out to black folks like that. They just want to know you listening, CJ. And, and, and listening is something that kids have a problem with because they feel like I was like that at, at a young age. You couldn't tell me nothing. Couldn't tell me nothing. But in my elder age, I realized power comes from listening. It doesn't come from talking. So you gotta listen to the grievances in this reparation conversation and add something new to it. Add something new to it, redirect it so it helps our goals in making sure that Donald Trump is president of the United States and they can't use our people against us because we nullified it with the hashtag Dems must pay. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I think at the end of the day, regardless of whether I'm 16 or not, I have always 
been pretty good at listening. I think that's always been something I've strived to do. I listened to this conversation. I disagreed with it. I presented my view. I stand by that. Do I believe that there is work to be done as far as broadcasting to our community the grievances that they should actually have with Democrats and the atrocities that have been waged upon our community by Democrats? Yes, I do. I believe in that fundamentally. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I think we agree. I think we agree that and, and this was the entire topic of my video. I think you can, like my entire topic of the video is that reparations will not, or it's not fair to punish people, white people, for who did not own slaves. I, I think you agree with that. Uh, my point was also that Democrats have screwed over black people. You agree with that. We agree with everything. You may disagree with my style and my presentation, but I think at the end of the day on substance, of the substance of my video, we completely agree with that. Um, I would have been completely down to the Jones Well, well, I guess more more than not, we we agree more on the issue than we disagree. But I think yes. um, I would have been down for the Jones Pay thing. I think uh, again, like in, even in my tweet where where I used the hashtag, I said you know as a rule, I think reparations are pretty stupid and unfeasible. But I think if any um, group of people should be paying reparations, it should be Democrats. Um, again, will that happen? No. But is it something that um, is good messaging? Yes, it's good messaging. Um, and so, good messaging? what's good messaging? Yeah. Saying reparations is stupid. Huh? Is that good? Is that good messaging? Saying reparations is stupid. Is that good messaging? Well, I, I don't think I, I said reparations is stupid in the video. I think I disagreed with it from. You a, typed it. Did I type reparations is stupid? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, probably I did. But I think it, I think it is stupid. Um, but reparations is like it is like it's, it's unfeasible. It won't happen. And that's why it's stupid. It's feasible because okay. it's impossible. Um, and I think every moment that we spend talking about reparations, we're not talking about criminal justice reform. We're not talking about school choice, real issues that help real black people. And like you say that you can reach all these people that call us house nigger and coon and all these things who use these Kyle Cashew words against us. I don't think you can reach those people. Um, you know, I, 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 I think at the end of the I day, told you I, had. I showed it to you. It's on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. And, you know, I've had I've had many conversations with people that at first we disagreed and then we were able to mend fences. But at the end of the day, I don't think those people have their hearts and their minds open enough to receive the message that we're preaching. My goal is to reach people of color. What do you base that upon? Realize, what do you base uh, that upon? Just just in general, my interactions from being involved in politics for more than five years enduring. I, I, I get that you're new to politics and activism and things like that, but like for me, I've been doing. I'm not in politics. I'm not in politics, so I'm not new to it. I'm not in what you do. Okay. Well, what you do? Well, with me, you know, being in this for five years, I've been called an Uncle Tom since I was 12 years old, a coon since I was 12 years old. All these hateful things, simply for having the audacity to disagree and to have a conservative opinion, which which people, which people, which people believe does not match my skin color because I am a black male i'm apparently in their eyes not allowed to be that's the victim card I, reject, I reject i reject is that not a victim card? when you complain it's about not, what they say to you i don't I, go I don't think, and say oh my I, god you call me I'm, I'm, i don't think i'm complaining i think i'm just pointing out a truth um I, if i were being a victim about it i think i would have stopped doing this a long time ago but i haven't because i believe that america is a country worth fighting for and that the black community has been misled for far too long and it's time for people um, in our community to rise up, to speak about the irreparable harm that Democrats have caused black folks in this country. And that is why I do what I do. It would have been easier to stop a you're, long time so ago. You're, you're, you're highly intelligent, right? And you're, you're, you're highly intelligent on these topics, so. right? I like to think so. 
you know, you're, you're well educated on these topics. And some of the black community is not, right? Yeah. And what I know is from, and what I know is from being the person with uh, superior knowledge on a particular topic that essentially I should win nine out of 10 times, right? Yeah. If I enter in conversation with the person that's not educated, I should win nine out of 10 times. The difference yeah. is how I go about it. If I go about it from, a, from an angle of no compassion, I'll get nowhere. I'll lose all of my battles against somebody with inferior uh, intelligence. If I come with compassion, I'll win nine out of 10. I'll bring them to my side because I approach them with compassion. Now you're an intelligent dude. You know when you tweet something, how black people are gonna respond. You know before you hit send, you're gonna get called cool for it, right? You know it. I know yeah. it. when I post my picture with my MAGA hat on, I know when I'm gonna get called when I post it, right? Now, yeah. showing solidarity with the MAGA movement is quite different than voicing a, a negative opinion on something that means something near and dear to the hearts of black people, right? My mother, yeah. my mother is a black liberal. I love her to death. She grew up in all of this in the civil rights movement. I love her to death. She says, 90% of the things she says, I don't agree with. But I also understand how she feels. Yeah. And a lot of people like to remove emotions from this thing, but you can't. You can remove emotions for yourself, but you can't remove them for other people. And the truth of the matter is, if you recognize other people's emotions, you can use it against them. Media does it. Advertising does it, marketing does it, you name it. You can use people's emotions against them by reserving your emotions. When you get on camera and you turn into Macho Man Randy Seven and you go against what you know the majority of black people want to talk about, you know what the backlash is. So at that point in time, you got to sit back and say, well, how do I approach this topic diplomatically? So I don't upset my conservative following. And I do pull some black people over to my side. And then also we're educating people about the history of the evil of the Democratic Party, which is our main goal. So when you say reparations is taking away from what we should be talking about, I'm like, no, it's adding to it because the Democrats are responsible. And if I did a Google, uh, if I did a search right now and I counted how many times you referenced the Democrats on your Twitter, I'm sure it'd be over 1,000. So you can't say the topic of reparations is irrelevant or taking away when the Democrats are responsible for it and the Democrats are your target. All I've done was added, gave you more ammunition with the topic of reparations. You didn't have to shut it down. You put it in your in your in your magazine and you fired a clip off at the enemy. I want to I want to wrap it up real quick, but I'm going to give you both a closing statement. So a, as a follower of both of you two, just my summary, I, I agree with a little bit of both of you, but I feel the uh, Dems must pay thing when they said that the Burgess Owens that resonated. And I was like, oh, that's a good one. Let's flip it on them. Uh, I think CJ does a good job reaching a lot of people. He reaches young people. He does have a huge reach. And Hotep, I think you're really unique and interesting. And I think that reaches a totally different uh, place. And I think sometimes like you think, how do I listen to, or how do I get to the people that won't listen? That's kind of been a lot of my strategy, the compassion and get through to them. And I do think a lot of conservatives do not think that. So a lot of it tends to be hive mind. But at the same time, I think there's different types of people. So everyone kind of needs to play their part. And that's why I like both of you. You're both different and effective in that way. I think this was an awesome, awesome conversation. I think you both brought a lot of points and I'm glad to 
facilitate it so you guys could hear each other out in a speaking format. So we'll start with Hotep and then we'll end with uh, CJ a closing statement. Thank you guys for coming. Uh, CJ, you're a young legend and Hotep, you're very, very rare. So let's let's do it. I appreciate that. Um, let's start here. Are reparations feasible? No, probably not. Uh, are we going to get reparations in my lifetime? Probably not. Not from this government, not from the DNC, and I don't think white taxpayers should pay for it. And it's kind of funny because when you think about reparations and you say the government has to pay for it, technically, me as a taxpayer, I'm paying myself. And that's really whack, right? So I think the conversation needs to move from that. What I would like to see if uh, you know somebody wants to in, you know inject something into this reparations conversation is, you know, uh, tax exempt status. That would be really awesome, right? <laughs> Having tax exempt status, I would really love. But again, it comes back to the issue: Does that make Sean King um, eligible? Because if Sean King's eligible, we got to go back to the table. Um, what do we do with the mulatto people? You know, it's a lot of things in this conversation that make it very complicated. But as CJ said, and as Anomaly said, I have an ideology, but I use my ideology strategically. And as some people would say, the, the uh, means justify the ends. And the end goal for us on this side of the political aisle is to get us two terms, four more years, Mr. Fofar again. We also want to make sure that the Democrats are exposed. As much as we are online and I see all the influences on the right wing, we go down the line and list how many times have they used the word Democrats. Some of them can't make a point without it being in juxtaposition to the Democrats. I'm like, y'all talk about Democrats a whole lot. Let's weigh in on them. Let's shoot more clips at them. Now the Democrats come to the table with reparations. And I said, yo, before you jump to the conclusion and shoot down the conversation of reparations, leave the conversation open. Let's tell the truth about the history of America and the deeds done by the DNC. Is it realistic that the DNC will pay? No, we know that. Duh, dummy. We all know that. Duh. I hate when people make duh points. Don't make duh points. Bring something new to the conversation. Don't give me duh points. We know they're not going to pay. Duh. My point is take their wild card away as a strategic maneuver for the next election. Dems must pay. Will they pay? No. But we can use it to expose their evil. That's all I got to say about that. CJ, I would like you to be more compassionate when it comes to topics that involve black people because you are a black man and you yourself in this conversation said we have to be careful or, or you said we have to figure out how we're going to reach out to the black community. And you're right. That's a, it's a, a voting block that is completely left and I'm disgusted by them being completely left. But what we can't do is as the only two I'm, I'm using hyperbole here, but as the only two black people on this side of the aisle, we can't set ourselves back by agitating the blacks and giving them more reason to hit that Biden button or to hit that uh, Sanders button, right? Because all these conversations are going to come up and in the head when they're in that booth, we don't want them pressing that button, right? 
So with you, I want you to be more tactful when it comes to conversations that deal with black people. Be more compassionate, be more open-minded, listen, then be strategic and figure out how you can find a middle ground and be diplomatic. Well, uh, no, man, I want to thank you for having me here. This has been a really great debate. Hotep, thank you for taking the time. Um, I think what we can both take away from this discussion is that it is important for discussions like this to take place. I think it's important for us for, to hear divergent views um, come together, um, debate it out, and just march forward with um, just learning a little bit more uh, after we left the discussion and we came to the discussion with. Um, you know, it is my belief, or, and, and really the source of my frustration about this entire issue of reparations is that it's just another attempt in Floyd by Democrats to manipulate black people, black voters, and the emotions that we hold, right? They're, they're trying to open the wounds of slavery, remind us of all of these past oppressions while refusing to acknowledge the oppressions that they themselves have made. Oppressions like the founding of the KKK, Planned Parenthood slaughtering hundreds of thousands of black babies, Chicago and ruins, Detroit bankrupt, all of these things all under democratic leadership. They refuse to acknowledge it, but they want to uh, talk about an issue that they themselves instituted in this country and fought an entire war to defend. You know, that, that's really why I take so much so issue with and why I was so passionate in my video. I, I don't think reparations are feasible. I, and me and Hotep agree on that point. I don't think they will ever happen. And I think that every moment we talk about reparations, we're not talking about really important things that can actually help black people in this country, that can help every American in this country, like low taxes, tax reform, uh, job growth, urban revitalization, school choice. These are issues that not only help black and brown people in this country, but every American of every shade and of every hue. These are the issues that we should be focused on, the issues that we should be talking about. Um, and we should not be playing folly and Democrats' attempt to inflame racial relations in this country and some phony attempt to vilify this president as a racist and attract support to their socialist agenda. Um, I do believe that we can combine um, ideology with, with strategy and all of this. I think, um, Hotep, the, the, the advice that you gave, the guidance that, and the, the guidance that you present and the role that you play in this movement is important. I think strategy is important in the way that we present our ideals and the way we message our principles and our beliefs. I think that is incredibly important. And um, I think it is important for me, um, you know, as I grow older and as I, you know, continue to uh, work uh, within, this, within this realm, that I do, um, you know, take time to, you know, sit back and say, how can I best present this and best argue my point of view in a way that's going to make this the most attractive to the people that I'm looking to reach? It is my ambition. My sole ambition is my activism is to show black people that it is okay not to be a Democrat as Chance the Rapper tweeted, right? That, that it's okay for us to think for ourselves and to not allow the color of our skin to dictate our politics. This is exactly why I've been leading the uh, Black Not Democrat campaign because I think it is so important for us to just be unrestrained in who we vote for and feel free to think the way the, the, the way we wish. Um, and I think that is just as important in this conversation as the entire issue of reparations is. Let's focus on issues that are actually gonna help black America and let's not allow them guys to continue to manipulate our people and use us and abuse us as they have done for the last hundreds of years, both literally and figuratively.
Thank you, CJ. Thank you for joining me, Hotep Jesus. I appreciate both of you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. for li- Yeah, no problem. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This is going to be on Apple and Google Play Podcast, Make America Debate Again, my YouTube channel. And you can follow them, uh, CJ at the CJ Pearson on Twitter and Hotep Jesus at Vibe High. And that's high, H-I-V-I-B-E-H-I. Thank you guys for watching. God bless you. And we'll be back soon.